put it on pause, listen to the OJ song, Money, and then look at what lines stand out to me. And then take some time and write your own version of it and kind of think about how does this play out in my life. Welcome to The Fi Show, where you get a behind-the-scenes look into financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin. Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to another episode of The Fi Show. Before we catch up with what I'm doing, let's see what Cody's been up to. Yeah, so I had a pretty exciting weekend. Well, exciting in two ways, exciting in an adventurous way, and an exciting in I had to do a lot of last-minute work way. So the adventurous fun part of my weekend was going up to Killington, and it was just phenomenal conditions Killington is probably my favorite mountain in the Northeast. So that was a ton of fun. But on Saturday, I actually had to go install like 10 sets of blinds, had to do some extra repair work on the house that the tenant is moving into that I mentioned this past episode. They just moved in yesterday on Monday, February 1st. So I had to just kind of get all this last minute stuff buckled up. And I thought it was going to be like maybe two or three hours and it ended up being like a five or six hour ordeal on Saturday morning. So little more adventurous than I would like to in the real estate arena this past weekend, but snowboarding was fun as always. Justin, what were you up to this past weekend or week? <laughs> yeah, so this past weekend, um, definitely no snow down here. It got up to 80 on Saturday, so it's just it's just definitely different being down here in Texas in January, but I'm a big fan of it. Uh, do miss the skiing, but you know we'll do some traveling soon to, to get up there and get some skiing. But for me, we just kind of laid low because uh, unfortunately, I did get the coronavirus, so been laying low this weekend and uh, just trying to get over that lost smell you know had some body aches and stuff but luckily no breathing issues um so all in all i feel very lucky that it's not worse than it is so yeah that's my weekend oh and i did make i did try my hand though at uh, some homemade pizza dough and all so big shout out to brent from the food truck ceo on twitter he's got an awesome food truck up in ohio i think it's called farm fired pizzas uh, you want to check that out if you're in ohio but big shout out to brent for helping me make those pizzas mm-hmm. Well, that sounds super yummy, Justin. I am curious to try out the pizzas whenever I can venture down to Austin when you don't have the Rona and when flights feel a little bit safer again. But let's take a complete pivot. I'm just going to ask you a question because I know for me, I use this as a tool, whether it's like working out or, you know, trying to get stuff done. How does music kind of play into your everyday life? Like, can you name, can you think of a couple scenarios, whether it's like working out, you're listening to heavy metal or, you know, you listen to classical music when you're trying to get stuff done. Do you use music as a tool like that at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for getting actually getting things done, I generally have to go with something that doesn't have lyrics, like classical kind of music that is just instruments or else I'll get a little too distracted. Um, But for working out, you know, you got to step it up a few notches, get the adrenaline going. So you get some like kill switch engage, five finger death punch, you know, all that good stuff. There's even some awesome like uh, songs you wouldn't think of, like songs like Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks, a country song where there's people like I think it's All That Remains and some other bands who do these crazy like rock covers of it. So you still get to listen to some songs that maybe you really know the lyrics too well, but they just crank it up a notch, get you pumped up for a workout. How about you, Cody? Yeah, I mean, I have different genres for all different things. If I'm snowboarding a lot of times, I'm listening to like classic rock or rap when I'm working out, usually like heavy metal or hard rap, summer, country classical for getting stuff done without like any words like Vivaldi or you know Chopin or any of those guys and we will get into the reason I brought this up after a quick break for one of our sponsors super excited to share one of my secret weapons for learning new things and getting ahead and this is Blinkist 
So basically Blinkist is an app. It works on your phone, your tablet, on your desktop. And what it does is it takes books and it gets all of the need to know information out of the book. So it literally condenses an entire book down and it just 15 minutes and hits on the most important stuff. And I love to use Blinkist because I get recommendations for books all the time. I'm an avid podcast listener. I'm always talking to smart people who are reading tons of books. I get these recommendations, but I just don't have the time to read all the books from cover to cover. So this is all to say that with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for the Show audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Show and try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Show to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash Show. And Justin, you already know the why to this, but you know, why did I bring up using music as a tool? And that is because we have Marlis Woods on from Get In Tune Music Therapy. Basically, Marlis has been doing this for eight years. She started her own business doing music therapy. So teaching people how to convey emotions, how to, you know, level themselves up using music as a tool, which is super cool. Something that I was not familiar with at all. She just shed light on so many things that, you know, I kind of like we were just talking about, Justin, we kind of use music as a tool, but not because we know any science behind it. It's just like, it feels right. You know, listen to that certain song when you're doing that certain something. But Marlis kind of gives us some direction how you can use music to, you know, handle your emotions with money, take yourself to the next productivity level. Super interesting episode and she has a really cool business. So if you want to get the full show notes and all the links for this episode, you can do so at thefyshow.com slash Marlis. That's M-A-R-L-Y-S. And without further ado, take it away, Marlis. So I've always been someone that's like super frugal, except on my traveling. And then uh, I was talking to a girl I met about a year and a half now ago. And she was like, yeah, we are almost financially independent. We, we like, we follow this guy named Mr. Money Mustache and go curry cracker. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, we do it so that we can just travel whenever we want. And they, I was just like, all right, what? This is like my language you're speaking right now. And so I started reading Mr. Money Mustache's blogs and that was where I started. And so that was probably like last I want to say like last August or May sometime in there. And then in January, I was, we moved to Denver and I was just walking around the neighborhood every day. And I heard you, your guys's podcast. I was looking for a podcast and that was really where I jumped in. Now I've started reading different books and following different other podcasts as well, but that's, that's been my journey. (laughs) So you've kind of been on, you know, your more personal journey with financial independence for like a year and a half and you're consuming a ton of information Walk us through kind of this last year and a half, some of those changes you've made, like the different stages maybe you've went through as you've been on this journey. Oh, yeah. So I lived in Southern California with two roommates. I was in a long distance relationship. Uh, I ran my own business, but there was never like looking at my budget. It was like, oh, you can normally pay the bills. You'll pay the bills. (laughs) Like it's fine going out like drinking and, you know, just living. I'm 30. So living my late 20s life. And I started reading the blog and I'm like, well, I need to get a bike and I need a bike everywhere, but I don't have a bike. And there's not really much to like I drive. I used to drive all day long from site to site for work. So it was like not possible to have it. And I had like 60 instruments that I would bring with me. So it wasn't actually possible to like be on a bike. But I like 
borrowed my roommate's bike and tried to bike to the things I could. And my roommates were just like, what are you doing? And um, then I tried to start like budgeting and like not spending or trying to do the like challenges for a month that Mr. Money Mustache would have on his blog. And like the beginning, I started at like the very beginning reading his stuff. And so there was a lot of like, my roommates are like, why aren't you going out drinking with us anymore? What What are you doing? Like, why do you want to hang out at home more? And so a lot of just fight, internal fight of like wanting to go still do things with my friends, but also like, I could save money this month if I don't do that. If I don't do that, how much could I save this week? So there was a lot of just like really trying to like throw myself in at first. And it was, it was hectic, especially still like, uh, we, I was in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend. So we were flying up to see each other twice a month. And then whenever we saw each other, it was like vacation. So we'd keep spending and I'm like, okay, next week I won't spend. And, uh, so that was kind of the, the start of it. And then now once we moved and I had, we didn't know anyone and COVID hit, so I never had to leave my house. It's been great. I haven't driven my car. I think I filled up twice this year, filled up my car. Uh, cause now I work from home. I run my business from afar. And so it's been amazing. And I've like, I have a whole budget that I've planned out everything so that we can see like how much we're spending all the time. And that was never anything I did. We've paid off like 12,000 in loans, um, or just credit card debt that we had so far this year with, and that's with my business taking like a 70% cut during COVID. So it's like the things I've learned from Phi has definitely helped me to adjust to all that's going on and to live a lot even more frugal than I was. It used to be like, I just never spent, like I never bought clothes or I never like bought lavish things, but I just like experiences, experience, experiences. And now it's like, okay, we can do one experience a month and like one restaurant testing in Denver a month. So it's very, it's, I'd say it's flipped a lot the way I, I spent my money before and to now. So I definitely want to kind of tie this part of the journey into what we're going to talk about for the rest of the episode, but you've been an entrepreneur for, I think it's eight something years now. And I would love to just talk about your business, how you got started with that. Cause it's definitely a niche that I personally haven't really heard about before. And we definitely haven't had on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a music therapist for everyone that's listening. <laughs> and I was kind of the typical teenager. I loved singing. I was going to be a famous singer one day and I went to school for it and then realized like, this is hard. And there's lots of people that are good. Like, are there any other options? And my school had music therapy. My friend was it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what is this? Is this a joke? This can't be a real job. <laughs> and um, so I like fell in love with it because music was my passion. It was my way of expression. And I got to learn basically how do you pair like what you know as a musician with the psychology side and pair the two together in to te help people so music therapists work anywhere from like developmentally disabled kids to in the NICU to uh, people with traumatic brain injuries that's probably where people would have heard music therapy the most is there was a government lady who got had a traumatic brain injury, lost her ability to speak. And through music therapy, she was taught how to re-speak again because singing and language and speaking are two different parts of the brain. So we were able to, you're able to teach them to sing, slow down their singing into speech cadences. And so she was able to retrain her brain to be able to speak again. So that's where we're like most known for. So I, I started on that journey and 
at my internship. So we have to do our four years as an undergrad. There's also master's level training that you can do, but four years as an undergrad. And then we have a thousand plus hour internship and mine was working in addiction. So that's how I got started uh, with that. We had one, one thing that was in addiction. Everything else was in other stuff. And I was just like in love. I was like, these people are like animated and like high lack of a better word, high functioning, like they can talk back, they feel like a normal person I'm talking to. And I just like fell in love with it. And uh, both my parents, like I said, were entrepreneurs themselves, they always worked for a company, but it was all often commission based, and they still like, set up their own life. So I from the beginning was like, I'm going to be a business owner, so that I can travel whenever I want. That was literally <laughs> what I said to my professors. And they're like, you're, you know, you're doing a service-based profession that doesn't really like work very well. And I was like, I'm doing it. It's going to happen. And the internship I went to was for, uh, that music therapist had a business private practice model. So that's always been my goal. It's always been to work as little as I can and travel as much as I can. So Phi again, came right into (laughs) my love. And so I, I kind of fell along the journey, meaning that like, I didn't know much about business. That wasn't my degree. I had my dad who would tell me things and my mom that would tell me things. And it was just kind of finding my way. Luckily, I didn't have a lot of overhead because I'm. it was just me going into facilities, getting them to contract me. And that's how it's been. And now it's grown into this where I have other people that work for me and they are board certified music therapists as well. They go into treatment centers and we teach people, how do you use music actively in your recovery? How do you take that like love that we all have, for, 99% of us have for music and actually have it to help us through our recovery? Most of us use music in this very actually isolating way of like, I throw my headphones on, I listen to the song over and over again. I like have this this connection with the song because it's what I'm going through. And if I'm healthy, I move past that. If I'm not healthy, I embody that. And I almost kind of take on that that's who I am. And so it leaves me stuck in that place. And so we teach people like that love that you have, like, okay, this is your song. This is what you're going through. Now let's like rewrite that to be your own story. Or now let's take that and go share it with your therapist and tell them like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is, or your wife or your husband or your kids and using it as a tool to actually communicate and open up with others. And so you don't have to be a musician to be in our groups. You literally have to be able to hit things. That's it. And most of us can hit things. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that's always, you know, when I bring in drums for some of our sessions and people, we like hand percussion, not the big drum set. That's too much. But we bring that in and people are always like, I can't keep a beat. I can't keep a rhythm. And I'm like, have you ever hit something before? Anybody? Mostly everyone says yes. (laughs) And, and, um, And I'm like, that's all I want you to do is just like bang the crap out of this drum. And so it's, Okay, so we take that, this ability that everyone has, and then what emotion are you letting out when you're doing that? How can you identify what's going on inside by just banging on a drum? And so we just it's, we just take those aspects of music, of like creating music, of writing your own pieces of music, of using music with meditation or even music with art to put a voice to what's going on inside and put words to what's going on inside so you can then take that to go get help from whoever, or just to know for yourself and be able to make decisions to move forward. So you've given us like a 
you know, a little bit of a preview of some of the different actions and steps that might be taking place during one of these sessions. But I just wanted to kind of dive into that a little more. Like if somebody said, if somebody got recommended, I'm like, hey, I think you should try music therapy. What should they expect when they go in for that, for those sessions? I mean, is it just creating new music? Is it learning how to play an instrument? Is it a little bit of all the above? And then with that, like tying it back to financial independence, and when they're in these sessions, like how is it that they're going to use those actions to connect at all with some feelings with money? Great question. So if I am the general public coming into a music therapy session, and let's say it's titled, like, let's say I decide we're going to do a financial independence focused one, right? What we would work on is three different things, but it would be dependent on the session. We wouldn't hit them all three at once, but basically the emotional relationship you have to money or the emotional relationship you have to yourself that is causing you maybe to self-sabotage or not meet your goals or your relationship with other people that are also getting in the way of you meeting your goals. So let's say that we are choosing the your relationship with money, right? So those of us that maybe grew up thinking like money is evil. And so it's really hard for me to grasp this idea of financial independence where I I get to make money and create money and save it. Um, so we might walk into a session or a room or virtual in these days and ask you to just share something about like, maybe we'll start off with, hey, what's the like mindset you grew up with about money? And, you know, it's money is evil or spend it all because who knows when you'll die next. You know, like there's that wide ar array of feelings that people have or or themes they learned about money growing up. So I'd start getting them to think about that. Then we might listen to a song that has a similar theme that maybe this group of people shared mostly about a song, like negative feelings about their money mindset. So let's take that song. There's one by the OJs that's, I think it's just called money, but it's all about how like people with money are evil and all they do is steal from people. And so very simply put, we'll listen to the song and I'll say, Hey, what do you like about this song? What what lines stand out to you? Do you relate to any of it? Do you hate it? Do you think it's stupid? So we just get this like conversation started to really get you thinking about like, how do I think about this? And now we're going to take it that step further of just like acknowledging it. We're now going to take it to personalize it. So we might do songwriting with it. So I might say like, okay, this was the song we listened to. Let's write your own version of that. And you don't have to be a great writer to do that. You can simply cross out lines and make it your own, or you can just write your own lyrics or write a paragraph about it. And so now I'm taking that like song and that music aspect and I'm making it my story so that I can really clarify and identify what, what I think about things. And then we have people share it with the group so that then you can, it always gives you something extra when you share with others what's going on inside, right? So we would have you do something like that. And then from there, depending on what our goal is that day, it might be, okay, so if this is your view of money, how does that get in the way of your financial independence? And what are some tools that you can use for when you're triggered and thinking, ah, money's evil, I can't be doing this. What can you use? What is in your toolbox to help you stop those emotions or manage those emotions so that you can work towards your goal, whatever that goal is? So that would be an example of a session. <laughs> And 
Obviously, we like to get tactical, and you said, Marlis, you listen to the show, and so we want to give listeners stuff that they can kind of take home and at least experiment a bit with themselves. And I'm sure that people would be interested in hearing some tips and tricks that they could maybe use with music they like or things that they can use regarding music to that relates to productivity or financial independence or any of those things. Are there any like easy tips and tricks? Like maybe it's listening to a song that you really deeply connect with on repeat, or maybe it's going for a walk and listening to a certain type of genre of music, like something that will empower you. I honestly have no idea. I'm just kind of grasping for straws <laughs> here because I don't know anything about music therapy, but I'm hoping you can kind of share a few actionable tips with the listeners. Yeah, I think I would say to the listeners to do exactly what I just shared with you guys is to, to listen back to this session or not session, this podcast, put it on pause, listen to the OJ song money, and then look at what lines stand out to me and then take some time and write your own version of it and kind of think about how does this play out in my life right now as I'm working through to my financial journey. Or if that sounds like too much, literally grab a pot or a pan or a cup and when you are feeling really angsty and want to go out and spend money on getting a drink with friends or, you know, buying that shirt or those clothing that you wanted for the, those shoes that you've wanted for the last two years, right? Get out something that you can just bang the crap out of, let that emotion and that energy out onto that drum. And you can notice that that emotion will subside you will have let it out physically with this release that is kind of the same physical release of like clicking by. <laughs> <laughs> but it is much more entertaining, exciting, actually pretty fulfilling. But I, I would encourage either of you to like after this, just take a pot and pan and just like hit it <laughs> like crazy. It doesn't have to be to a rhythm. It can be to a rhythm. I'll even encourage people when we're in session to like play what you feel like you're feeling right now. Like if it had a sound, what would it sound like? And, um, and so those are some, I think, really tangible tasks that people can do that are some of the maybe less intimidating things of our <laughs> sessions. <laughs> when all the COVID stuff first started, you know, me and Cody didn't really want to dive into it really deep on every episode because it just felt like it was all anybody was thinking and talking about it and we we're kind of hoping to be a little bit of an escape but in reality you know this is just it has lasted a lot longer than we initially thought and it has completely changed the way a lot of industries are working it's just a fact and so I'm curious to hear how you've adapted to it I know you said that it has made a big impact to your business and I'm also interested if there's things that maybe if you even if you haven't implemented them yet that you're looking at like I know I had friends in high school who got really into making different beats and stuff. So I know that there are digital ways where people could, you know, recreate a drum beat or a piano or what or what may have you. So without having that physical access to people and those 60 instruments that you're dragging around, like, have there been any interesting ways that you've been able to carry on this type of therapy, even in a remote session? Yes, I eight months ago would have told you there is no way that a music therapy session could be virtual because you need to be connected and we need to be in the same room and how would that even work? But we have learned that uh, we can do sessions. 90% of what we do in person, we can do in sessions. So we have literally had drum circles with I, like the three of us right now could have a drum circle if we wanted. And there's just certain things that you have to mute on, like you guys would have to mute or I would have to mute so that there's not as much feedback. And so that was a technological thing that I had no idea was possible, but there's actually a music therapist I know that has been doing her business solely online with drumming for the last five years. So I don't know as much of like 
the technical like apps of things where people can like create other than like garage band or there's definitely other ones, but I don't know as much like technical wise of things that people could do, but it was, we definitely, I think now 80% of our sessions are all virtual. So that was a very big learning curve. It's it, you know, I work with teenagers and they don't want to participate or pay attention and you can't make them via screen. (laughs) Like there's no, I had a kid sleep through my session once and there was literally nothing I could do. <laughs> so, you know, you can only tell them to wake up for so many times before it doesn't work. So that has been a lot of how we've shifted or we've taken a lot of things that I would just do with people in person. And we've created online products that people can buy so that you could go to our website and we have different things that you can buy where it would take you through a session that you can do at your own time without a music therapist leading you. And so if you're crazy busy because you have kids or just have a life, like you can do it in five minutes, chunks, periods, as opposed to having to be in a group for an hour with a music therapist or just individually with a music therapist. So I think a lot of what we've had to transition to is just putting everything online and seeing how that's going to (laughs) go. So I want to dig into the business part of this for a little bit because I'm super interested in entrepreneurship, as you've probably heard before and as all of our listeners know. And so how are we like, I know you started this back eight years ago. You just mentioned that you're 30 now. So you're 22 years old with this business. How are you sourcing clients? Like, could we just talk a little bit about building this business up until you have like a client roster that's actually providing you with an income? So I had to work as a subcontractor for part of it so that I could pay my bills as well. But it was all networking, going to, which is still what I do to this day. I go to different addiction treatment center, mental health treatment center, therapist networking groups. And I go and I say, Hey, my name's Marlis. I'm a music therapist. This is what we can offer your clients. And what does anyone want to meet with me? And then very much of the like face-to-face dry interviewing uh, at different sites and, and trying to get them to hire me. <laughs> and it worked. It was Uh, I also was very blessed. There was a woman that decided to move from doing a private practice to working with a company. And so she kind of gave me leads at the beginning of, hey, these are places I used to work at. So I had that blessing in my experience. And then just really practicing my sales pitch and going from place to place, which is, I mean, how I've kept my business alive during COVID too. I think we, like I said, we lost about 70%. We're almost back, but everything is new. I haven't gotten any of my old facilities back. And it has just been simply going to networking meetings, putting my name out there, putting my face out there uh, virtually. And that's how the getting client part started off. And then some facilities have started saying like, hey, oh, you've heard of Marlis? Like she's our music therapist. Uh, She's great. Well, if you're interested, I I get referrals every once in a while. That's not as big. I go to conferences for addiction treatment center facilities. Yeah, that was how the business part started. That's how I started getting clients, having a client roster list. And so you have one of these conversations with like, let's say it's like a director of a rehabilitation center. They say, yep, we want to try you out with some of the folks we have here. How does that work financially as far as, you know, who's paying for it at that point? I guess just walk us through the logistics of, do the people at the facility, do the, like the directors just have a budget that they can kind of use for whatever kind of therapy they want? Or does it require the actual patients specifically asking for music therapy and then them being charged for it somehow? Or how does that work? Yeah, they have 
a budget, but that is used in many different ways. So some people do it under what they just chunk chunk together as groups that get paid for by insurance through the company. Some have a budget for specialty therapies to come in, and then some just say we want this and they find a way to make it work. The facilities are always the one paying for it is not the client. I mean, technically, the clients pay thousands of dollars to be there for a month, so they are technically also paying for it. And so it just depends on if these businesses turn a profit and can pay for it themselves or not. We are always a contracted service that they get. That is not the case for all music therapists. But like I, I don't know if I said this earlier, we are not big in addiction. Music therapy is not, it's not normal to be in addiction facilities. So there's no one that's like hiring a full-time music therapist. So it is all contract based. So we come once a week. For us, we've mostly found that they hire us to do group therapy, more bang for their buck. Um, We haven't had facilities yet that will pay us to individually come and see clients because that just costs more for them. And so that is, it's set up on a contract base. We come in once or twice a week, depending on what they're looking for, and they pay for it. And how long do those contracts normally last? There's no ending date. So I had a facility that we were there for seven years. It was my longest one. And then I've had places that have us there for like four months and then something happens and they let you go. So it's, it's, there's no, it, that is one of the scary parts to being a contractor is there is no, there's no security in it. They, you can put in your contract, like give us a 30 day notice, but they don't, they don't care. They don't always follow that. Luckily most places do, but that's not the case for some. And so it just really depends on the facility and the ethics of the facility. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a contract worker. You lost 70% of your income when COVID first hit. Obviously, you've got to have some money management skills, Marlis, and you have employees working under you. I'd love to kind of hear how you're kind of juggling all those things at once to make sure that you're not cash flow negative, just bleeding money with this business. Yeah, uh, I'll be completely honest. I have a business coach, so I also have a lot of help in figuring out what steps to take in this this huge transition that we've experienced. But I actually have uh, subcontractors. I don't have any employees. And so when this hit, like the work they lost, sadly, they lost. Uh, and I could the best I could do was work to find more more companies to hire us. And so one of my girls is almost all the way back up to what she started at. Um, and so and a couple others, some haven't come back, some have found other work. It just is really depending on that. So it's, it's been a lot of skimping on my end. It's pay myself barely anything or so that I can pay all the other bills. Grateful that I had created a budget and knew what would come in and what would, how much I needed to just make ends meet. Um, I also was grateful enough to receive the PPP loan. So that has helped as well of keeping things afloat to pay the bills. (laughs) But yeah, it's been a lot of like, okay, we can only spend this much on groceries this month and we can't like don't use the heat most nights or like just depending or no using the air conditioning, like anything we can that we've learned through. I, I live with my boyfriend so that we've learned to find to cut costs. Yeah, fire has definitely saved us and or the tools that you learn through fire has saved us through this for sure. So you've talked about how like you source clients and uh, your specialty with these rehabilitation centers, but let's say somebody's listening to the episode and they're interested in it. 
they're not in one of these rehabilitation centers, how would they go about finding a musical therapist themselves? Like if they were, you know, in the same camp as somebody who's just going through something traumatic, obviously there's a lot of people going through a lot this year. People are at, I would say, this is one of the most stressful years ever. And they're just looking for an outlet like this. How would they source their own musical therapist? They could definitely start by going to getintunemusictherapy.com. <laughs> and we, a lot of places, music therapy companies have started doing, like we do a once a week drop-in session that anyone can come to. And it's just focused on very general mental health things like ways to use music to reduce your stress or each week has a different topic. And it's kind of based on who's there what the group's going through, but there's no like commitment. It's only 40 minutes long. It's $15, which is like a steal for most music therapy sessions. But you can also have like an individual music therapy session that costs more around the prices of therapy, which can be anywhere from 90 bucks to 150, like licensed therapists. I think you can charge like 200 bucks. So it just, it depends what you might find and what, where the company's located, what they charge. But you really want to look when you type in looking at music therapy, you want to make sure that the person is a board certified music therapist. That means they actually have the training and you want to really look at what is it that their company offers? Because again, like I said, there's a lot of music therapy companies that are focused on dealing with people with developmental disabilities that are focused on dealing with people that have traumatic brain injuries or that are NICUs that are just in the baby. So their skill set isn't really the same as what my skill set is. Like I could not work in developmental disability anymore like that. I would have to strong learning curve, but I working in the realm of mental health and just kind of general public anxiety and things that we go through. That is something that is my skill set now. Right. So really encouraging the person to look at what does that music therapy company offer and is this the right fit for me? That And same with going to therapy. That is, I, so I also have my master's in uh, marriage and family therapy. So I've, I also know that world. And that was something we always really taught people was that like, make sure that you interview the therapist or the music therapist that you're going to. And if it's not the right fit, like there's someone else out there that will be the right fit for you. So I would encourage people to really look into who they're trying to hire if they have an interest in music therapy. But there's a lot of places, like I said, that are doing things that are more for the general public now that are cheaper pricing than like what we would charge a facility. And this might sound like a basic question, but it's kind of piggybacking off Justin here is what types of things would you recommend someone go look into specifically music therapy for? Like, is it in tandem with regular therapy? Are there things that maybe something that's more traumatic, you should start with music therapy, then transition over to regular therapy once you're more comfortable talking about it? I just love to hear how someone from a mental standpoint can know when this is the right type of therapy to start looking into. For music therapy specifically, I like to say, if you are someone that really struggles with putting words to what you're feeling, it is a great tool to start with. Because if I go to a therapist, and often when I would have clients and I was seeing them as a marriage and family therapist or as a counselor, we would get stuck when they couldn't just simply tell me what they wanted. And that can look an array of ways, right? That can look like super resistance and they're rude and they're deflecting all the time. Or that can look like that client just sitting there and just being quiet and having nothing to say because they themselves can't actually put words to what's going on. So music therapy is a great tool because for most of us, we can find what we're feeling in music. And I mean, music can 
inspire an emotion in you within 15 seconds of hearing it. And like you already automatically have some emotion that comes up for you. And so those are the type of people that I would say, go look for a music therapist first so that you can start to identify and express what you're feeling. And then maybe for the deeper stuff, going to a therapist. I mean, you can get very deep with a music therapist, but if they they need more therapy to deal with traumatic experiences and that music therapist doesn't have that training, then that would be the time to switch over to a regular therapist. You mentioned you had your master's in like the marriage and family side of the house. And then I want to kind of tie that into what you just spoke about, which is people who maybe struggle to put their feelings into words. So let's say there's someone listening who wants to improve their ability to talk to their spouse about how they're feeling. Like maybe, maybe they're feeling, you know, maybe they're having different emotions and they're struggling. They're just not a, a really verbal person. They're not really good at putting into words and, but they want to have better communications with their loved ones, not just be able to express those feelings to a therapist, but in day-to-day relationships. Is there a way that where maybe couples do some kind of music therapy type things, practices together, like bring that into the household where, you know, one of the spouses can let those feelings out if they're just not good at putting them into words. Totally. Yeah. Family therapy. I love doing that. I love whether it's couples, whether it's the whole family, these different tools in music therapy or in regular therapy, either way, should be something that is transferable to home life. Right. And so whether I come in just by myself and I'm struggling to work, talk to my wife or my husband what I learn in therapy, whether music therapy or or talk therapy, should be able to transfer to me going home and talking to my partner. But also, if both partners are willing to come in, the work can happen a lot faster because you have someone there to help guide where the conversation's going and what different music tools or talk therapy tools they're using to help the person get out what they're trying to express. But yeah, definitely would be, it's great for couples. It's great for parents with kids to teach their kids how to express themselves. And it's, in my opinion, great for everybody. (laughs) Well, Marlis, I've definitely learned a ton so far today. And, you know, I'm going to be rocking out, you know, testing out, listening to that song Money and, you know, maybe making a few of my own beats to talk about things that I'm thinking about. But there is so much more to this music therapy thing. And I've learned a ton just in a 30 minute session. So where can people kind of one, learn more about you and more about music therapy? get in tune music therapy.com or we are on Instagram and Facebook with the same thing. Get in tune music therapy. If you type that in, we should come up. So that's where they can learn more about me. They can follow us or they can reach out on the contact form on the website, especially for the Phi community. We are in the process of creating an awesome program that I'm really excited about that is called money emotions and music and it is to help you deal with the emotions that come up with yourself with your money and with other people while going through this fi journey so if you have an interest in that get into musictherapy.com slash money and uh that will eventually be coming out uh, within the next probably couple of weeks to month so those are the places you can reach me Well, Marlis, thank you so much for coming on the show. Very interesting subject matter. I can safely say that we've never had anyone on the show who could bring some of the things that you brought in today. And I'm anxious to get the feedback from the community when they hear this episode. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Justin and Cody. It was a pleasure. Like I said in the beginning, I've been, I mean, you got me through the first like four months of this year (laughs) listening to your podcast on my walk. (laughs) And so it was grateful to be here and people just use more music in your life. 
That's all I got to say. <laughs> And as always, if you want to check out our Facebook group page, you can do so at thefyshow.com slash community. And we always appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us get great guests like we had today. And if you're interested in supporting The Fi Show, you can do so by checking out some of our partners over at the resources page, which can be found at thefyshow.com slash resources. And thanks for listening.